Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday the 6th of November and our top story today is that an NHS worker says he's having to live in his car after being made homeless in Gravesend. Bogomil Kushiba works for the London Ambulance Service in Bexley and is now having to live in his VW Fox at their Barnhurst car park where the 54-year-old has been speaking to Kent Online reporter Alex Langridge. At the moment I, I end up living in a car uh, due to being homeless. The reason why I'm being homeless is because um, the property that I used to live in, it was sold and um, everything else in between, it was too expensive for me to afford the rent. So that's the reason. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, where are you having to live, kind of how... How are you living at the moment? Okay. Whereabouts are you? Yeah. What do you do every day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I work for I work for London ambulances in a Bexley in Barnhurst, and I stay there because it's much safer being in the car in there and sleeping than on some of the streets here in Gravesend. So this is why I keep saying the problem is that because I it's a different borough to Gravesend. I don't seem to be um, being noticed by them and I've been told that they will not come as far as Barnhurst just to see me and how I'm doing and so on because that that reason. Um, I work in a logistic department and I'm responsible for all the medical um, equipment including the life-threatening situations or life-threatening equipment. Um, and I'm lucky because I have uh, washing facilities there, uh, microwave, and you know, so keep myself clean, and and I do eat. However, the obviously sleeping during the night is not comfortable. So yeah. And I think you said you know you have gone to the council who have offered you some support, but it's just kind of not enough. Is that right? Yes, um, I've spoken to the council. It took a while before they actually contacted me. Um, but eventually I had a phone call and uh, with a gentleman called Lloyd um, Cole and he basically told me right from the beginning of our conversation I'm not a priority and they don't have, and I think it's legal that they don't have responsibility for me to be um, housed. The council say as he's sleeping in his car, he's not verified as a rough sleeper, but they will give him all the support they can. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a demonstration's been held outside a Kent factory that's been accused of making weapons for Israel. Protesters have split into two groups, blocking both entrances to the Elbit system site in Sandwich. They've locked themselves together and sprayed red paint on the floor. Free Palestine! Free Palestine! Shut Elbit out! Shut Elbit out! It comes as the Israeli military continues to carry out attacks in Gaza. We have asked Kent Police and Elbit Systems for a comment. A man from Raynham who took a rogue roofer to court after being conned out of more than £2,000 has won. The ex-policeman paid Patrick Francis O'Driscoll from Strood-based Roofwise Contractors to waterproof his summer house, but a judge has ruled the work was unsatisfactory. Mr O'Driscoll was ordered to pay back the money as well as 
extra costs. Kent Wildlife Trust has criticised people who held an unauthorised fireworks display near a nature reserve in Gillingham. Rockets were set off on Darlan Banks right next to a herd of longhorn cattle. The charities say they're also having to clear up sparklers, beer bottles and litter from other sites across the county following bonfire night. Now, a woman who caused thousands of pounds worth of damage when she keyed cars in Sevenoaks has been sentenced to a three-month curfew. Well, Lucy joins me now with more on this story. Firstly, Lucy, why did she do it? Well, Sue Williams damaged the vehicles, including a Mercedes and Range Rover Vogue, while out on walks because they were parked on pavements. In most cases, the vehicles had two wheels up on the pavement and she scratched them right along the side panels. A court was told the crime spree started on March 18th last year on Church Road in the town. And how many vehicles did she target in total? Damage to eight was reported, amounting to £8,000 worth of damage. She was charged with criminal damage and admitted all of the offences when she appeared in court over the summer and in her defence said she may have been menopausal at the time. So tell us a bit more about the sentence, Lucy. Well, the 62-year-old from the Briars in West Kingsdown has been told she's got to stay indoors between eight at night and six in the morning for the next three months. She's also been ordered to pay £4,500 to the owners of the cars. She'll have six months to do that. Lucy, thank you ever so much. Kent Online reports. Several flood alerts are still in force across Kent today after all that heavy rain we've had recently. River levels remain high in areas including Ashford, Canterbury, Maidstone and Edenbridge and a more serious warning is also in place in Romney Marsh. Emergency crews have been out over the weekend dealing with the impact of Storm Kieran. Sky's meteorologist Joe Wheeler says the forecast could bring more issues. So we've got a few days in which we can start you know, the clean-up process after Kieran, but the middle of the week is going to bring us some further heavy rain and also strong winds. That's uh, likely to come through Tuesday night into Wednesday. A person's been treated for the effects of breathing in smoke after a kitchen fire in Sittingbourne. The blaze broke out at a house on Prince Charles Avenue yesterday. It's believed a plastic bag and a small toy had been left on an electric hob, which was accidentally switched on by a dog jumping up. Next today, and a Kent homelessness charity says it won't be able to run its shelter this winter due to rising costs. Catching Lives in Canterbury helps rough sleepers and normally offers a warm and safe place for them to stay during the cold nights from December to February. Now it costs between fifty and £60,000 to run a three-month winter shelter. Lauren has been speaking to Tasmin Maitland, who's from the charity. It's been a really difficult decision. Um, we would normally aim to run a winter shelter each year. And that was our plan this year, particularly as we're seeing rising numbers of people coming through the doors, more people who are homeless and needing support, more people out on the streets. And we were hoping to run the winter shelter with our partners in seven churches locally. So it'd be a different church hall each night of the week. And unfortunately, we just we don't have enough money at this point in the year to be able to deliver a winter shelter, which is a real shame because it means people are going back out onto the street and we don't have that immediate offer through the winter months. Now, I do, I have heard that um, Canterbury Council has stepped in to help fund a winter shelter. Is that going to be separate from you? Do you know anything about that? 
So it's not a winter shelter as such. So Canterbury City Council has the rough sleeping team and they do great work with outreach and helping people who are sleeping rough get into housing. And we work really closely with them. They come and meet people on site with us. We make sure people are connected to them if they're sleeping rough. So they have funding to continue that work and to expand that work. It doesn't replace the winter shelter as such in terms of having somewhere that's very immediate day by day that people can get off the streets. Um, that's very flexible for anyone who might need it. So um, it's a slightly different service. It's great. They have that, that money. It's great. That service is running, um, but it's not the same as having the, the option of the winter shelter as well, which can meet the needs um, of a you know a different group of people in a slightly more flexible way. So um, yeah, it, ideally we would have the winter shelter to complement the work that the council are doing and to reach more people locally. And generally, in terms of funding, have you noticed a significant drop in in donations? Yes, the cost of living crisis is affecting everyone. And we understand that, you know, we know that people have less money to give. And we're always really touched by how much support we still get from the community. But for Catching Lives, like a lot of charities, we've seen a significant drop in income over the past two years. And that means that we are having to make these really difficult decisions about how to make sure we're still we can still exist as a charity, that we can still provide our services and have that impact, um, help people to prevent or end their homelessness and to be there for people day by day. And, you know, that is getting harder. We're seeing more people coming through the door. We've seen had more visits this year already compared to the whole of last year. We're seeing more people every day. Um, and, you know, that's increased from last year as well. So we need to try and meet all those needs at a time when there's less money available. Canterbury City Council has confirmed they will offer support for rough sleepers after it secured £50,000 in government funding to provide additional bed spaces in the district. Kent Online reports. This is one of our most read stories on the site today and more than a dozen care homes across Kent have been red rated by the County Council. They were found to be delivering poor care and as a result, no new placements will be made by KCC to those facilities until they make improvements. The Little Oyster residential home on Sheppey was one of those suspended after failing in all categories, while a further 14 are rated amber and have been given restrictions. People living on the Blossom Grove estate in Tenham, not far from Sittingbourne, say an unfinished pond is attracting rats. Villagers say they were sold a dream by developers, with the pond and orchard remaining incomplete years after residents moved in. A spokesperson for the home provider says they're organising to get the work finished. Now, could you believe it's been 10 years since a huge fire destroyed a very popular family-run business in Tenterden High Street. The Webb family, who ran Webb's homewares, were forced to watch as their life's work was reduced to rubble on bonfire night back in 2013. Well, company director Carol Webb remembers the devastation incredibly well and has been speaking to reporter Alex G. Strongly enough, it was my um, partner's son's birthday and we were walking down the town and as we left our house... My partner said to me, oh, look, there's, look at that glow in the sky. There's, you know, obviously a big bonfire somewhere because it was actually firework night. And as we got down the town, people came running out from their shops and said, Carol, Carol, quick, hurry, hurry, your shop's on fire. And we just couldn't believe it. And by the time we got down here, there was just a sort of a red glow in the sky. And then we just watched it get worse and worse and worse. And it was just unbelievable, really. I don't think I don't think we we took on board, really, what was what was actually happening and I don't think we realised the devastation that we would find you know I mean the fire brigade did everything they could um, and they said they'd never encountered anything like it really. apparently the temperature in the shop got up to 1200 degrees 
and it, I mean it melted saucepans and cast iron casseroles were ruined. I mean the whole stock was just absolutely ruined. It was all devastating, absolutely devastating. And it affected uh, your shop and, and two others, is that right? Yes, it did. It, uh, they had smoke damage in Café Rouge next doors, which is now Hoof and Hook, and Waterstones, which obviously nasty with books and everything. But the, the fire brigade managed to contain it, you know, the best they could. Um, yeah. And so obviously it's it's a, an incredibly traumatic thing to go through both um, uh, personally and, and financially. Absolute, absolutely. I mean, financially was catastrophic. Um, all our suppliers were extremely good. They let us order stock because what we did is we transferred the kitchen side down to the ironmonger's business and our suppliers were brilliant. They supplied us with all the stock that we needed and had payment, you know, when, when we could do it. Um, we also opened up, uh, we transferred a lot of the china and glass down to our linen shop, uh, which that worked very well. And I mean, customers were just absolutely wonderful. The whole of Tenton was so supportive. They were wonderful. It makes you realise how wonderful it is to live in this sort of community. Just under two years later, they were able to welcome customers back to the rebuilt store. There's a display in the window to mark the anniversary and to celebrate the community coming together to help the family back on their feet. Kent Online News. A former cinema in Tenterden that was most recently home to M&Co could be turned into flats and shops. Developers want to build seven high-quality flats at the site of the old Embassy Cinema in the High Street. It's been empty since January this year after the fashion chain fell into administration for the second time. A Medway pub has been named as one of the best in the UK for watching sports. Rocky's Bar is 10th on the list based on a new study. It looked at factors including the average price of a pint that number of screens and antisocial behaviour figures for the area. Now, Gary and Chelsea from The Breakfast Show over on our sister radio station KMFM have officially launched the Give a Gift campaign for 2023. Last year's appeal collected more than 10,000 toys to give to children in hospitals, care facilities and in less fortunate situations. It's supported by Bargain Hunter UK. Peter Nix is from the company and has been chatting to Gary and Chelsea. After the incredible success of last year's Toy Appeal. We're thrilled to announce that we're back with Give a Gift supported by Bargain Hunter UK and we've got our sights set on making 2023 bigger and better. Now, Give a Gift, if you didn't hear it last year, is all about spreading a bit of joy to young people in hospitals, care facilities and those in less fortunate situations across Kent to make sure everyone gets a piece of Christmas magic. So our mission at KMFM is simple, to deliver as many toys and gifts as possible. And last year, not to brag, but we collected 10,500 toys. So that is going to be a bit of a challenge, but we know with you, our amazing listeners, we can beat it. Let's start with a man who has helped us out hugely last time from Bargain Hunter UK. Uh, Pete is with us. Morning, Pete. Yes, Pete, everyone. Morning. Pete, now you were with us last year. It was fantastic. Why do you want to get involved again? I think last year it was it was just so nice just seeing the faces of the children smiling as we was going to the hospitals and the homes and knowing that we've just made a little bit of a change uh, for them at Christmas was really nice. What made you want to get involved in the very first place as well? Obviously from when I was growing up as well we didn't have loads and you know I spent that time in hospital when I was younger and just getting that little bit extra was just really nice just made the day 
better. There are practical ways, three of them, count them three, that you can get involved with Give a Gift. Uh, the first one is very much reliant on you and your team at Bargain Hunter UK, Pete. So how can people donate and give a gift through you? So what we done, obviously last year we launched the wish list so you could go on, have a look at the wish list and select some toys on Amazon uh, and it will send it direct to us. Um, but we've changed it a little bit this year, so we've done five different wish lists for different age categories. Nice. So you can go on there, select which age you want to get for. Um, again, just go on there, select something, add it to your basket, and then it sends it direct to us. Yeah, and you, you're, they, this is what you do at Bargain Hunter UK, right? This is your the daily thing, not obviously give a gift, but that's the, that's what you do. You find gifts at great prices for people and things at great prices, right? Yeah, anything and everything. We literally scour the internet, whether it's Amazon or any other retailer that we work with um anything you want whether it's household goods furniture toys yeah. food we find it it's right. so good honestly the app has become part of my daily routine now i have a little cheeky scroll see what's on there yeah you can't afford not to really so um the different age groups we've got broken down for you on the website there's loads of details there the second way you can do it your usual online shopping so whoever you usually shop with online or your favorite high street shop online and then all you do is choose the delivery address to be here at KMFM. It's that simple. And then there is a third way. You buy a gift and deliver it right here to us at the KMFM studios. And this is perfect if you live nearby or if you're a local business collecting a larger quantity of gifts. All the details of our address and all that stuff is online for you as well. And you can find details on how to donate at kmfm.co.uk. Some showbiz news and Craig David's going to be playing at Dreamland in Margate next year. It's part of the venue's summer series. JLS Busted and Jess Glynn will also be performing on the scenic stage in July and August. Comedian Ross Noble's been spotted doing a park run in Tunbridge Wells. The TV star used to live in the town and performed at the Assembly Hall on Friday night. He took part in the 5k race at Dunorlan Park the following day. And do head to Kent Online to see pictures of the Northern Lights that have been spotted in parts of the county, including Folkestone. The sky turned pink because of the aurora last night. It's rare for it to be visible so far south. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham are through to the second round of the FA Cup after a 2-0 win over Hereford. It was a great start for new manager Stephen Clements, who's only been in the role since last Wednesday. He spoke to us after the game. It's nice to get obviously into the, into the next round. Um, not an easy game coming here uh, on a really wet day. Pitch was really heavy, slope on a pitch. and um, I think before the game there was quite a few puddles. and it, I was, There was a doubt at one stage even it would be on. But the lads showed great character. I thought they played some good football in the first half and then they had to play a different way in the second half when Hereford, fair play to them, they put us under a bit of pressure. But they didn't really create much um, and, the, and the lads stood firm and, and then we got one on the break. So happy to be in the next round um, and then, yeah, looking forward to see who we draw next. I've only had two days to work with the team. We, we did one down attacking and one day on defending um, to try and get some shape into them. And uh, some of the stuff in the first half actually was stuff we worked on. So obviously we can show that back to the lads next week. And, um, and the, the, the learning will be extended and, and, uh, and, and hopefully uh, they'll get better from that. When you're in professional football, um, every game is hard. And I think sometimes we look at league tables and we look at divisions and we think you're going to turn up and it's gonna, you're going to roll people over. But I've been in the game a long time and I know it's never going to be like that. And as I said, Hereford, um, fair play to Paul. He's putting a good team together. They're unbeaten, I think, in five at home. So, um, so to come here and win 2-0, we're really, really happy. 
There's going to be uh, obviously stiffer tests ahead for us. Um, we've got some tough games coming up um, and I'm looking forward to them. There was also success in the competition for Maidstone United who beat Chesham United 2-0 while Ramsgate stunned with a 2-1 win over Woking to reach the second round for the first time. So who are they going to be meeting in that next round? Well, Gillingham will host either Charlton Athletic or Cray Valley after that game finished one all last night. So we'll have to go to a replay. Maidstone United will welcome Barrow to the Gallagher Stadium while Ramsgate will travel to League 2 AF. Wimbledon. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. Plus, you can get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.